It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. Thank you for tuning into Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Now, our opening song of the week resembles our guest in many ways. A classic start, melodic and engaging. After all, he's a family man, a business executive, and a pioneer. But as the song develops, it epitomizes his C-suite swagger. I can't wait to introduce you all to this genuine genius after we set the mood with an epic anthem walk-up introduction. It's Friday, folks. Let's have some fun. Turn it up. I invented sweat, popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cab. Proof, I guess I got my swagger back. Truth, new watch alert, new blows. Joining us this week on the Pro Show is one of sports' most creative minds. As golf reintroduces itself this week to the world, I wonder where this new chapter for the game will take us. Well, there's no doubt when golf catapults out of this pivot, our guest today will be involved. His name is Arjun Chowdhury, and he is the Chief Innovation Officer of the PGA of America. Welcome to Springdale Golf Live, Arjun. How are things today in Atlanta? Oh, they're great. Thanks so much, Keith, for uh, having me on. Really excited to, for the uh, conversation. And there's no doubt I'm excited about this. Now, most people that know me would say that Keith's excited about everything. But when I get to talk to the Chief Innovation Officer of my organization. I mean, I'm pretty pumped up. And as the director of fun, there is no doubt here at Springdale that we love to innovate. But as I was getting ready for this interview and preparing, I'm intrigued by your story because going through your history, right? Prior to joining the PGA back in 2012, um, you weren't really a golfer and now you are chief innovation officer. How did this whole success story kind of come together? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, so you're right. I, I I don't have a background in golf. I uh, sadly never never realized it was or understood that it was it was a game for me, right? Which is what we're trying to to change. Um, and so my background um, was really marketing with a with a focus on on the sports business aspect of things. So I started my career in more of the sponsorship marketing space. Um, at a couple agencies representing brands like uh, Visa and Pepsi and Motorola. And then I had what I call my early life crisis. And at about 27, um, I decided to, to uh, resign from my job and move to India. So I was born and raised in the U.S., but my parents were both immigrants from India. Moved, to, moved there, started doing a little bit of consulting, and then worked for a company uh, really focused on the start of the Indian Premier League, which is the first domestic sports league they had, uh, which was a cricket-based organiz- uh, league, um, which is probably one of the now one of the 20th most, you know, top 20 most valued sports entities in the world. But it was the, the first year, which was crazy. Uh, you know, you kind of, I got thrown into a fire at the you know, age of 26 or 27 and said, oh, Arjun, you know what, You're, you've worked in sports, go figure it out. And I think that... Um, you know, that, that sent a message in my brain somewhere that was, um, you know, have fun by getting thrown into a new learning environment. Um, longer, you know, personally, it didn't, I wasn't really enjoying uh, the life out there. So I decided to move back to the U.S. 
Um, worked at a company called Glasso, which was a, a newly acquired division of Coke, which included vitamin water, smart water, NOS energy. And again, that was an experience which was really amazing where, um, and I, I believe really formative where I got to learn from these great entrepreneurial minds that had founded the company. And also at the same time, learn from these great corporate minds from you know the, the traditional Coca-Cola company and understand how those two different aspects of things can come together um, to drive a business, right? Um, at that point, a, a, a colleague who was working at the PGA of America or a former colleague who was working at the PGA of America um, had called me and asked me, hey, do, do you, would you be interested in coming to Florida to, to work in the marketing side of the business? Um, so joined at that, at that point, my wife and I were living in Brooklyn in a 800 square foot apartment about ready to have our first child. And said, "Ah, oh, we're we're ready to do it, but you know, we came across a billboard for I think it was Manhattan Outdoor Storage that said um, raising a child in in um, in New York is like trying to grow an oak tree in a thimble, right?" And so, so we're like, "That's kind of that's kind of true." So <laughs> it sounds interesting in a fun experience, um, but maybe there's another experience we can try out. And what I loved about the PGA of America was was a couple things. First, its mission, right, is is to is to help people at its core, right. Uh, second is to raise a game that helps people at its core, right, and connects people at its core. And and the third was there's just this incredible amount of under leveraged assets that the organization have. And I hate to refer to the people of the organization, the membership as as an asset, but but it really, it's, it really is our greatest asset, right? The, the people, uh, the membership of the organization. And, and we started to think, started to think, right, from a pure, even past marketing background, there are, there is so much opportunity if we're able, if we're willing to do things different. And I think over the last seven years, have we moved necessarily as fast as I wanted? Maybe not. But I think we've done some pretty cool things, and it's been a really enjoyable experience for me. Well, I tell you, there's no doubt that the team that you work with down there and the other executives that surround you, you've had a ton of success since you've been there in 2012 to the point where now you are chief innovation officer. Um, what are some of the things that you have been able to do there that you're most proud of? Um, the innovation side, the core innovation side, is, is, as a staffing perspective, is really just me. Right. Um, but it is also if you kind of think about it as concentric circles going out, it's the uh, 300 odd staff members. It's the all 41 section staff and it's the 29,000 professionals. Right. So how do I work with um, all of those people to make sure I'm listening uh, to, to all the ideas out there? Right. Um, because if I can't listen in a in 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 a smart and 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 productive way i won't be able to generate those ideas that can can move forward or necessarily understand what the pain points or the opportunities are in the first thing um in terms of the 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 question the the, the core question you asked around what's the thing i'm most proud of it's actually what we launched last month it's the golf emergency relief fund and so far, we've, you know, in phase one alone, we deployed over $4 million to 3,300 plus people. Um, we're trying to get up to where it's up as high as $10 million and, you know, 5,000 plus grants um, given out 
um, that's that's huge in my mind. Like that's the best thing I could have ever done today because it's helping people, right? It's helping people in a meaningful way get through an incredibly challenging time and hopefully being able to get to the other side of this and, and continuing um, with their lives. Well, just to give you a bit of feedback, um, I could say without a doubt that I, I know a number of men and women that have applied for the first phase and they received funding very quickly. I can't say enough good things about the program that you created. So you should be tremendously proud because that first phase, um, the the funding got there very quickly and you all started the second phase. And, and that's a lot of people, $4 million and 3,300 people. And if you could touch um, you know, 5,000 lives or more of people that inherently support love and work in the game, you know, I, I'd be super proud if I were you, you know, so I, I think that I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to touch on that anyway. I think it's tremendous. And you know, what's tremendous folks. Um, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Arjun Chowdhury. He's the chief innovation officer of the PGA of America. And he played a key role in what is going to be an evolution of our association in our move to Texas and having a, a brand new headquarters for the PGA of America. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is that Seth always says this. He calls it out in Frisco is going to become the Silicon Valley of golf. Now, since you're the chief innovation officer, what are you looking forward to doing out there research-wise? How are we going to become the Silicon Valley of golf? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's part of the fun, right? Like, I, I don't know yet. Right? That, that's the, the awesome nature of it. So, uh, yeah, I've had the... I've had the good fortune of being part of the, the, the Frisco project from its nascency. So I worked on bidding out the, the headquarters project from, from day one, going to various cities um, across the country and, and, and discussing with them. And there's a couple things that were amazing as part of that process. Um, but the most amazing thing was how much our brand and our association could mean in a community, right? And, and how important was it? Not just, not just when, you know, what, what Frisco, the community of Frisco came with in the state of Texas, but every city, the, the, the people we would meet, right? That the you know, CEOs of Fortune 100 companies that would fly in and, and spend five hours to sell me, on on the idea, right? It's, it's crazy. And we ended up not going with some of those communities, right? Um, and, and frankly, I, I don't think we ever, when we started the process, we knew there was a chance that, that this something like this might, might happen. Um, but it wasn't necessarily a high chance in our mind. But the the vision, the, the city of Frisco, the Rowling family, um, et cetera, were able to put forth in the partners that they were able to bring, realized that this is just an incredible opportunity. It's kind of like if you imagine St. Andrews and Disney World meshed together, right? And why I say that is it's this, it's this, it will be this iconic space of, of golf, yet welcoming like a, like a Disney environment. I love where you started with that answer when you said, I don't know. And I think if you're out here, you know, at the Greengrass facilities, at the driving ranges where all the PGA professionals, men and women are working each and every day trying to grow the game, to have this facility that is kind of out there in the future that will become like this think tank of 
opportunity um, is really exciting. And, you know, um, as we're talking right now, you know, it's the second round of the PGA Tours resumption down there in Texas. And golf has, you know, taken front center stage um, for the time being of all professional sports. And we have this tremendous opportunity. And when you pair that up with the facility that we're building out there, I mean, I really think it positions golf in such a tremendous place for the future. How important is this opportunity that we have right now with the PGA Tour returning and for us growing the game? Yeah, no, it's a, thanks for asking. It's incredibly important. I have two boys ages uh, seven and five and, and the seven-year-old and I, um, I was watching the event the, a couple of weeks ago, the, the tailor-made driving relief event, and he rarely ever watches sports with me, and he's probably watching a minute maybe at the most. And he watched the whole event with me. And um, there's a couple reasons behind this, right? Uh, one is is there's not much else happening, right? So we right now have this opportunity where we have an, a captive audience uh, that's looking for things to engage in, and, and we have that opportunity to bring new people in, right? The, the second thing is we were starting to talk about the, the event and the game, and obviously that event was particularly unique, but it's something that all golf, that, that kind of is, is a consistent strength throughout all golf, and it's that it has charitable efforts throughout of it. Throughout it. And, he, and he talked to me, and he said, oh, what are, what are they doing it for? And I explained the charities, one being the golf. Um, one, the Golf Emergency Relief Fund was actually a, a benefactor of it. And, and we started to talk about those different things. And he was incredibly intrigued by that, right? And to me, that shows such this incredible opportunity that the game of golf has. Because younger generations are driven now more than ever by purpose, right? And golf as a game has always been contributing back to the communities, right? At a professional level and at a grassroots level. And we have the opportunity to uh, make sure we um, tie into that concept and idea of purpose even more. Um, and, and we can in a very authentic way because we've always been doing it. Well, you know, I've always considered myself a professional with a purpose. So I love the way that you phrase that and you brought that all together. I'm just super psyched for the return of golf this week. And I know that a lot of people are going to experience golf that haven't experienced it in the past. Yeah. And that allows outside the box thinkers like us to try things that maybe we normally wouldn't try. Yeah. And and we're seeing it, right? We're already seeing the benefits. That I'm not sure the what's happening at your course, but I think, you know, generally you're seeing a, a pretty huge spike in, in, in golf bookings in the U S I was talking to, um, a friend in Korea a couple weeks back, and he shared data with me that uh, now I'll remind you that COVID hit Korea earlier, right? So he showed data with me that in February of this year versus February last year, uh, their golf bookings doubled. Well, that's amazing that how much golf is just coming back. And, you know, here just in Princeton alone, I bet rounds are up 200%. Now, Arjun, I've got to take a quick break here. Would you hang on for just a second? We got to let our sponsors do our thing. Of course. Folks, it's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Be back in a moment with more in-depth questions for the PGA's innovation expert, Arjun Chowdhury. Photoshoot fresh, looking like wealth. I'm about to call a paparazzi on myself. Uh-huh. 
The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Let's get back on course. As Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, Wade, awesome job on our groove this afternoon. I know our guest is enjoying it. You know, this choice is cool, personified, as far as I'm concerned. A groundbreaking giant of a song. You know, a a perfect pioneer probably put this in play. Which brings me back to our guest today. But before we get back to Arjun, enjoy some more of this musical masterpiece, folks. I said a hip the hip it, the hip it, hip it, hip, hip, hop, you don't stop. Rock it out, baby, bubble to the boogity bang, bang, the boogie to the boogity beat. Now what you hear is not a test. We're back and ready to tee off on the back nine this week with a member of Sports Business Journal's coveted 40 Under 40 class for 2020. But we'll get back to that in a minute. But first, let's talk about 21st Century Leaders, a wonderful organization developing young men and women. Arjun. How did you get involved with this fantastic foundation? Uh, Keith, I moved to Atlanta a couple of years back, and um, I've, I've fallen in love with the community, and I've wanted to give back more to the community. And frankly, as I get older, I've realized I haven't done enough right, in terms of that effort. So I was, I was talking to a colleague here who's lived and in, in, in been in Atlanta for a long time, and I said... And she said, what can I, what can I, how can I help you? And I said, um, I'd love to uh, get your recommendations on, on organizations I can actually help with. I can help. Right? And she gave me a list and I, go, I went through that list and, and um, contacted the executive director, Kate Hewitt at 21st Century Leaders. We had coffee and, and talked about things and, and um, you know, why I, I love it is actually, I think I can provide real value. Right there versus um, some or other organizations, right? I I probably can't, right? Like my wife's a, a lawyer with a you know some more civil rights background, so she can provide a level of subject matter expertise in those areas that I could never do, right? I want to help in those areas, but I actually don't have the necessary skills to do that. This is an area where it's really about uh, mentoring m- mentoring kids, right? Um, in their in their careers, and, and that's something I can do, and I'm I'm excited to do. Um, and, and frankly, as I just got involved, but it, it's gonna give me back, frankly, um, and selfishly, probably more than I'm gonna be able to give to them because just being around passionate young minds like that is is so inspiring. And I was, you know, I had the chance to speak to their class at um, at at a at a program they did in the winter at Emory and just the the thoughtfulness of the questions um the way the questions made me myself think about what I was doing um it just it always makes you hopeful kind of for what's to come 
I think it's just a really cool thing. Um, when I read about it, 21st Century Leaders, their mission, really quick for my listeners, is it's a nonprofit organization that connects, transforms, and inspires high school students across Georgia to leverage diversity, explore career opportunities, and become leaders in their school, community, and ultimately the workforce. And even though you know it's down there in the Atlanta area, I, I think that that's just really a cool thing for you to be a part of. And, and I think it's it, it certainly kind of characterizes who you are. And folks, if you're wondering who we're talking to, we're talking to Arjun Chowdhury. He is the Chief Innovation Officer of the PGA of America. And as our Chief Innovation Officer, you finding an opportunity like this to help high school kids create careers really says a lot about why you are in the position you are with the PGA. Thanks. And I would definitely encourage, um, as you said, even though that's in Georgia, um, the, the program we have, PGA Works, right? It, it's it's very similar in the concept of, of what we're doing, right? The idea is to encourage diversity and, and, and diversify the workforce, right? And a nationally driven program um, that, you know, comes out of our foundation, PGA Reach, um, but that everyone can contribute to, right? Well, as a PGA member, I'm very proud of the program PGA Works. So you kind of took the bait there as I took you down the road of 21st century leaders. And, you know, I gave their eloquent mission statement. You went exactly where I wanted you to go. And uh, so thank you very much for doing that. And speaking of thank yous, I I talked about this earlier, but um, the PGA of America has had some individuals that have earned the recognition of sports business journals top 40 under 40. And these are young leaders in the sports business world. Jeff Price, he won the award um, a couple of years. Um, Pete Bavacqua won it. But when they won the award, they weren't with the PGA of America. So I don't know if you realize this, but you're the first PGA of America executive to be recognized as a sports business journal, top 40 under 40. How exciting was it when you received that news? And how, you know, how'd you celebrate with your team? Because, you know, it takes a village, you know, you talk about all those people and, you know, the rings around you. How excited were you guys as a team when you got the news? Listen, super, super excited as a, as a team, I would say. A uh, little embarrassed as an individual, frankly, um, but, but super, super, super excited as a team, because I think, with the statement you made um, that no one has received the award, um, I don't think that's because no one was deserving of the award previously at the PGA of America by any means, but I think it does speak to um, what the team has done to heighten um, the impact and the notoriety of the organization um, of recent. And because I do think there's been certainly members of our team that were well-deserving the, of the award, but may, maybe the organization hadn't been lifted to the notoriety that, that frankly, they did, uh, um, or, or they got it to, um, to, to get this recognition. At this point. It, that's exactly what I was thinking when I read it, was that, wow, I said, as an organization, you know, we've, we're finally taking this you know, moment in time and we're pivoting and we're getting this recognition from the greater sports business industry that the PGA of America is doing innovative things and we're making great decisions and we are great business partners. And, you know, that helps grow the game. And as the chief innovation officer, you're probably always looking for markets that wouldn't be conventional. The PGA of America was entertaining even maybe three or five years ago. Yeah. My my job to, to to think about it is basically to go. What are the white spaces uh, for our organization 
uh, and, and try to figure out ways that we can go after them if they're uh, in concert with our mission. So one of the first things I, I worked against was was uh, international, right? Um, so we we have been reactively a global organization, I'd say, for the first hundred years, and now we want to be more proactive as a global organization for you know these hundred years coming up. Um, and and that's something I'm really really proud of for, as the organization has made a step forward. I mean, even last year at the annual meeting. I don't know if everybody realizes this, but we had a clause in our constitution and our bylaws that said, in order to be a PGA of America member, you had to be a U.S. resident or citizen. Um, the the association broadly and the delegation broadly realized that was um, a, a misstep and, and frankly a hindrance to, to our global growth as an organization or our just growth, you know, and as being an inclusive organization. And um, and and the the delegation voted to um, to to change that. Um, so international is an example of that of doing that from a near and, and short term. Uh, the acquisition of Next Gen Golf and the the incredible team led by Chris Hart up in Boston is a good example of that. We've just been so successful with PGA Junior League. It's so great that someone's putting the pro and proactive. Right. You've got twenty nine thousand pros that can get after all of these different endeavors. And I, I think that it's just really cool that we're thinking about, you know, globalization and I celebrate it. And I'm, I'm so happy to have you here today. So, you know, I say all those nice things because everyone knows that there's a little tradition that we like to have to conclude our interviews here on Springdale Golf Live. And my listeners love it. They love to get to know my guests. So we do a little rapid fire Q&A. So Arjun, are you up for this? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Would you rather attend the World Cup or the Little League World Series? Oh, 100% the Little League World Series. I went to the Little League World Series, and it is by far my favorite sporting event. The purity of it is amazing. Over the World Cup. I love it. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a risk taker are you? Uh, I don't know. Relatively, I'd say probably a 7 to 8, probably. Ooh, seven. I like that. As as the innovation officer, I I was hoping that number would be high. So that's a that's a great answer. I'm not I'm not an entrepreneur, right? I'm the chief innovation officer at a corporation. So, <laughs> if you could be one superhero, who would it be? One superhero, who would it be? It's a tough one. I'd have to say Spider Man. Um, that uh, that that last Spider Verse movie got uh, me and the kids going really strong, and we all actually dressed up as different Spider Man characters. That that's that was a great movie, and they did a good job with that. All right, name one place you'd like to take your wife and sons. The Galapagos um, Islands. Yeah, we wanted to. We were planning on going. Actually, uh, we were thinking about a uh, trip recently with my parents. Uh, those that know me know I'm a huge Darwin fan, so great answer. If you were a professional athlete, what would your walk-up song be? It's, <laughs> uh, it's probably it's a really tough one, but I'm going to go some, with something ridiculous with uh, Walking on Sunshine, because if I made it as a professional athlete, there's no way I wouldn't be Walking on Sunshine at that moment. Walking on Sunshine. Katrina in the waves. Um, you're going to be living that one down for a while. <laughs> All right. Do you use a custom Zoom background? Yes or no? Uh, sometimes. 
sometimes <laughs> and some and you have to realize you need to change that before you go on to your next zoom otherwise uh if you're on a zoom call with some friends and you go on a work zoom later you could be in a precarious situation what did you miss most during quarantine i would say um the moments alone with my wife is probably the things i i, I miss most if you could be an actor in any movie, what would it be? Uh, the Usual Suspects. Oh man, that I I'm just picturing you right now in that lineup scene. That uh, just fantastic, great answer. I don't know One if more. I would be a good cast member, but I would enjoy being part of it. No, it's it just um, you don't have to win an Oscar. You just <laughs> what what movie it would be? All right, one last one. When you hear the words Trailblazer, who is the first person that comes to mind? Uh, Jay Z. Sean Carter. Interesting. Well, I tell you, you know what? After getting to know you today, when I hear the words trailblazer and the PGA of America, I'm thinking of you, Arjun. I can't thank you enough today for spending the time with me here on Springdale Golf Live. You know, to be on the pro show and have some fun with me, get to know you, um, means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow, what an awesome show, and one with purpose, I think. Well, before I send you over to my colleague, Doug Gottlieb, there at Fox Sports, let's just say thanks to our sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, b Dratty, Fairway and Green, Zero Restriction, EP New York. We know them as Summit Golf Brands. F.H. Wadsworth, Wade Weezer on the board, man. Thanks for all you do. Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, my listeners. Well, good luck to everyone over there in the PGA Tour this weekend. But you know I'm heading to Springdale. But where are you headed? Well, let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Colonial, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.